This is the Let's Get Real Estate Show with your host, Danielle Chason. Full-time investor, strategic consultant, motivational coach, sought-after speaker, and host of your number one real estate investing show, Let's Get Real Estate, where real people are doing real estate. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Let's Get Real Estate podcast show. I'm Danielle Chason here, your host of this podcast. And today I'm super excited to bring on Zara Marani, a good friend of mine uh, down in Toronto. She has a law firm there with her partner and sister uh, called Marani Law. And uh, I think it's on, what's the, what's the street it's on? St. Patrick um, Street. St. Patrick Street. Great downtown. Um, I've been down there and had the pleasure to go out for lunch with her down there. It's a great area. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to bring her on because um, she's recently shared her story with me and has shown me kind of the gamut of the process to get to where she is today from the time that she became, went into law, became a lawyer, and how her business evolved and how she actually guided her business um, to become what she needed for herself in order to fulfill her own passion. And so I just want to welcome you to the show, Zara. Welcome to the Real Estate Podcast. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yes, I'm excited to have you here. So I just wanted to jump right into your story, Zara. And if you could tell the audience a little bit about yourself and um, just, I mean, if you could tell us how you know, you were licensed in both here in Ontario and in the UK, you were living in the UK, and then you were coming back here and starting, I mean, you signed the lease for your your new place, you were going to open up your practice with your sister, and then like, just the world just came down on you. So if you could share (laughs) that story, that would be fantastic. Sure. Um, Yes, so I I started practicing law um, about 12 years ago, just over 12 years ago. And I, I was um, a litigator to start with. I trained originally as a litigator. I married, um, my husband's British, and I got married. And after I was qualified here in Ontario, soon after I moved to the UK, and I qualified as a lawyer in the UK, knowing that I was going to stay there for his residency and then come back. Um, on my way back, I was starting up Marani Law. Um, I literally, my, I was living in the UK still. My sister and I signed a lease here in Toronto at our first office at 920 Young Street. And um, it was a tiny little space, like a, like a little corner. Um, both of us could barely fit in there, especially when I was pregnant, which happened. Uh, I, I found out the day after we signed the lease that I was going to be having a baby nine months later as well. So <clears throat> I was quite confident that I was only going to be given what I could handle um, but the move overseas, the brand new law practice, moving my husband as well, who was coming to Canada for the first time to live here, um, having a baby and becoming a parent or parents for the first time, that was a lot to handle. Um, so there were some initial really, uh, some, you know, some struggles to start with. Um, we, we set up the firm, um, we, I was, I was changing practice areas as well from being a litigator to real estate. Uh, with the help of a fantastic mentor of mine who was also my family's real estate lawyer at the time. Um, So amidst all this, I was changing practice areas, setting up the business um, and moving, moving back only to become a new parent shortly. Um, 
it was a good challenge to say the least. It was a lot of fun. It was not a lot of sleep. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, you know, it was a very different lifestyle than what I live today. Um, which is still very busy and it still keeps me extremely busy. Um, you know, things are always on the go, but, um, I didn't have as much sort of control over what, you know, what had to be like, I had to do what had to be done. I had to do all of what had to be done versus being able to do what I wanted to do, um, only. And, uh, and, um, you know, sure enough, uh, when my daughter was born after the business started, Nine months after she was born, I found out I was having my son. So I guess when it rains, it pours. <laughs> we did everything all at once. Biggest blessing to have them both 17 months apart. Um, and the business nine months older than the oldest one. So it was a lot to <laughs> a lot to swallow. But, um, but you know what? It's made me stronger. It made me look inward to see where are my strengths and what what do I want to do in the long run? And of course, like on the road to getting into the the bigger picture, um, there was a lot of, of challenges. Um, and like I say, sleepless nights. But, um, but, you know, over time, we were able to, with the right help and the right mentors and the right guidance, um, we're able to get to the point where our practice is, is flourishing. And it's right in downtown Toronto, which during COVID has been, you know, neither here nor there. Um, but it, it's been, you know, uh, a fantastic journey, lots of fun. Um, I get to be thankful for what I have now with the perspective of what, you know, what, what's gone on along the way, along the journey. And, um, and so it's always, it's always, always fun. Every day has been a fun day. I have to say that. Well, and I really want to explore kind of, you know, how you built your business and went from two, three hours of sleep a night in the beginning to where you are now, where you're able to, you know, and, and I'll speak from experience, like go for dinner with an investor or for lunch with an investor in the middle of your work day and not have to really um, stress too much. And so I think, I think, you know, there's, when you're building a business you are, um, there's a lot of sacrifice and there's a lot of persistence. And I really would love to explore how you, you know, continued on knowing, because when you're in the grind of things in the first five to seven years of your business, it's really hard because you're in the thick of it and you're like, how am I going to get out of this? And there really is some sacrifice that comes with that. that. And then there's also some persistence, like you just got to keep moving forward and finding the answers. So, um, you know, what, what would you say was the biggest challenge in those early days for you in order to, you know, kind of get through that grind? What, what did you struggle with the most? I think in the beginning, because I had so much on the go, as I just sort of touched on, um, the biggest challenge for me, you rightly said it with the two or three hours sleep was, was time. Um, I was, I had a lot of responsibilities and I was everything to everyone in terms of, you know, the business, we weren't in a position to be able to hire quite at the beginning. Um, so, you know, from A to Z, I did everything, um, in the real estate transactions. Um, and I was my partner who you said is my sister, um, Zaina, she practices in immigration and specifically more in corporate immigration, but so she wasn't in the real estate side of the business. And I was, really running the whole, all the transactions from the outset, right to post-closing. 
but you know, I focused, I think what I, what I did at that time, because I was, was sort of torn in a number of directions, but determined to get through and make, um, make the business a success and be a great mother to my children as best as I could. And, you know, to, to flourish in all the areas that I had, um, set, you know, set my eyes on, um, I really focused in the first couple of years on not worrying about growing the business to the extent of like getting in a lot of clients. My goal was to grow the, the brand of the business, make sure that we always gave our best service, that every client was satisfied, that they were always happy to give their referrals to us because then I could, I could focus on each individual transaction and make sure that you know, we were, we were looking after everyone and nobody left, um, feeling like they weren't prioritized. Um, and I was able to, I've been so fortunate along the way to get, um, to bump into people in my life who've been mentors to me. Um, I found a fantastic mentor in like the real estate side of the business. When I was transitioning from, uh, litigation into real estate, my own real estate lawyer, and my family's at the time real estate lawyer. She actually still is because she now works for me as my senior real estate lawyer in the firm. And I don't know how I was blessed with that. Um, Ming, who is our, our senior real estate lawyer at the firm, is phenomenal. She comes with 25 years of experience in real estate. And somehow, some way, I was blessed to have her turn around after a number of years of her being my mentor and say to me, I'm coming to work for you. And I thought, huh? I don't know if I can afford you. I don't know that, like, I need somebody, but I didn't know that, what? Like, don't tease me. You know, I literally, we had this conversation one day where I said to her, I'm so sorry I haven't had a chance to call you back from last night. She had called me in the evening and usually I would get back to her quite quickly. And it was the next morning. It wasn't really even a business hour later, but not, but because I would normally call her back quickly, I said to her, you know, I'm so sorry. My sister's in on vacation and it's so busy in real estate and I really need another lawyer. Like I really got to get on getting another lawyer. And just in the midst of that conversation, she said, I'll come work for you. I'm coming to work for you. And I was like, don't tease me. This is not funny. I'm telling you, I'm really, really busy. And sure enough, that was December by January. She was with me and she has, that was a real turning point in the business and getting the right people in. We worked out a system that worked for us both. Um, We worked really, really well together we both have our own strengths and we're, we allow each other to sort of flourish in those areas where she is able to, you know, be on the ground so I can now grow the business, make sure my clients are, um, are, are able to, like, I love to watch my clients' wealth grow as well through real estate, um, provide them with different opportunities that perhaps not all, all lawyers would bring to them. Um, and, and Ming and the rest of my team um, with the clerks, are fantastic with um, the daily sort of, you know, the paperwork side. Um, I can always hop in and out as, as needed when it's a really busy day on that. I'm, I'm definitely in the grind of it uh, where, where it's required. And I'm, you know, I, I've been able to over the last nine years in real estate um, become very proficient with that as well. But fortunately, now I'm able to do more of what I want, which like you say, Danielle, is, is going out and enjoying the clients, getting to know what they're looking for. How can we um, create a synergy that we can grow together? And Danielle, we haven't done this yet. We have done our lunches and dinners, but 
I got to get you out on the boat. I've taken up boating <laughs> for you. And so in August, it is a goal of mine to get you out on that um, during a business day. Because, you know, now we can enjoy um, different, you know, different sorts of ways of growing. And it's fantastic. Yeah. And, and, you know, coming back to the challenge that you had while you were growing your business, I think a lot of it was work life. I mean, you had your first child was your business and then nine months later came the second and then another nine months later came the third. Well, really your first and second baby, but you know, first your baby business, was the business, and then right? Human babies. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, and you really do have to nurture all three in order for them to grow. Oh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, even just your, even just your career, I mean, you knew you wanted to be a lawyer and you went into litigation and then rolled over into real estate, which is, that's like creating a whole new business. Like it, you know, it's like an investor moving from one structure, one investment strategy into a whole new one. And I'll, again, I know that from personal uh, experience, like it's not easy making that shift, but staying true to who you were and you knew litigation wasn't what you really wanted to, to stay in. So then you moved into real estate because that was really calling you. But even in real estate and you started doing the real estate transactions and it's a bit transactional and, it, you know, it just wasn't your thing. It wasn't really exciting you. And so from there, um, you got a little taste of private lending. Now, the story you told me was that you did um, you did a, a, a transaction, a private mortgage transaction for your father in order to help him invest and secure his money and grow, grow his wealth. And then through that, you know, you ended up doing a few of them and connecting really early on with um, a lawyer who represented the other side and had a ton of experience. And since this was really calling you, you decided to lean on him a little bit. So I'm seeing a, a kind of a pattern where in order for you to really grow your business and get the experience you needed, you got some coaching or some mentoring, right? Yes. And so would you say that that was like, because every time I talk to you, you always share that these two mentors and your business coach, and that's a big part of you know, your success story. Uh, I'd oh, love for you to kind of expand on that a little bit and that, how that helped you with your work-life balance, which was the biggest challenge, kind of work and professionally, sorry, professionally and personally balancing everything because of all the massive responsibility that you carried. A hundred percent. I mean, not only as a lawyer and then, you know, as a mother, but then the business side of the law firm too was, was another element of the whole thing. And a hundred percent, I... I, I, you know, you, if, if you have the right mentors and you have the right people in your life to help, we're not, I'm not the first one to go through this, right? I'm not the first one. I'm not trying to um, invent the wheel or reinvent the wheel. But if I, you know, where I was able to sort of understand and get um, share from somebody's experience um, via the mentorship that I've had and the coaching that I've had, it has certainly brought allowed me to collapse time in terms of getting to where I am now, nine years later. Um, and it's still, there's still days where, you know, like it's very, very busy and everything's super, super um, urgent because the deadlines are hard and whatnot. But, um, but, you know, as you say, like in the beginning, I was in the lending side. So I loved real estate and I love real estate. I'm an investor myself. I own properties. Um, my family's into uh, real estate and my parents were doing some private lending um, prior to me being in real estate and they had another lawyer. So Ming was the family's real estate lawyer and they had another lawyer who was doing the lending side. Like Ming did the, 
the um, acquisitions. And, uh, and the lending side was done by another lawyer. And my dad kept saying to me, come on, take my mortgages, take my mortgages. Like you're now in real estate. You should be able to help me close these. And I said, dad, I've got, a, I've had a lot going on the last couple of years with these two human babies in a business, maybe, um, and switching practice areas. And I guess it took me maybe two years into the business. Um, when I did come across as you, as you sort of vaguely mentioned there, Danielle, I was on the borrowing side of the transaction. The lender was also the lawyer for himself as a lender um, on the other side. And he had 35 years of experience as a lender and a lawyer. And because my client was a little bit rogue, um, the transaction got uh, prolonged and I had the opportunity to sort of have a number of conversations with this lender lawyer to save the deal. And that's where my litigation skills come in really well, because I can still use those skills as in, in terms of negotiations and and you know anything that I can do to help keep my clients out of litigation, um, which I had to do in this particular deal, um, quite artfully. Um, but I did get the opportunity to to know this other lawyer who gracefully offered to say, you know what, if you're just starting in lending, because I said, you know, I've been trying, I've been thinking. My parents have been wanting me to represent them as as a lender, but I'm not really sure on the lending side how that might. Um, you know, what, what nuances do I need to be aware of and how uh, much more outside of the, you know, real estate law that I'm, I know, do I need in my toolbox to be able to properly protect my parents and my lenders in general if I want to get into that space? And he said, listen, I have 35 years experience. I'm here. You reach out to me when you need me. I can help you from A to Z in terms of that. And once you get, you know, a little bit under your belt, you know, you'll have questions and I'm always here to answer them. And, and again, so blessed to be able to have this type of mentor in my life um, in the lending space, which allowed me to, to grow as a lender, as a lawyer, as a business person. Um, it even brought me into like the brokering side of, of the private lending space, because as a lawyer, um, we don't need to have our mortgage brokerage license, but it does come about when you become, when you get into that circle where people directly need um, private financing. And so that has been an area where I've really, really enjoyed and niched down into um, personally in my practice. So while Marani Law offers, you know, all the real estate services and purchases, sales, refinancing, bank financing, um, my real specialty has become with working with lenders and borrowers alike, um, and uh, and sort of grow, helping everybody to grow. So borrowers who are involved in transactions um, and they know that they're acquiring a home or like, and they need to do X, Y, Z with it, and they need finance for six months or three months or a short period or even a year, but they don't want to go to the bank or they can't go to the bank because they have 10 other properties in, that they're doing the same thing with. They have track records. They are, um, you know, they are always growing and I have the, and they need funds, but they can't go to the bank. And I also have investors who have the funds who will lend privately to people like this. And, um, you know, when they're done, they're, they're done their project in three months or six months or a year, whatever it is, we just roll the money into the next project. And the relationships that we've been able to build that way are absolutely phenomenal. Um, to watch that grow and to see how we're able now to just nurture the existing relationships we have and 
um, really take on new clients from those existing relationships rather than advertising or looking for, you know, business from external sources is the biggest blessing because it allows us to have fun in business. It allows me to take people out on the boat. It allows me to go out for lunch and for dinner and to come back from those meetings, which were more fun than anything with work in hand, not only for myself and for my staff so that they're well looked after, but also for my clients. So that this, it, the wheel just keeps go, going forward. We feed, you know, the whole system feeds itself. And the beauty of the business is really shining through now because, um, you know, the, the people who are working on the ground are extremely well-versed in the, in the firm. Like everybody, we all know the law. We all know how to make sure that every, like our, our clients are well looked off after from a legal perspective. But from my, what really lights me up is, is watching people's wealth grow and helping being a part of that. And, and another mentor, another uh, person who was very key in that was my business coach. So I did, you know, I had all these issues with time in the beginning. I'm like, I have to be a mom and I have to be an, a mom again. And I got to be a businesswoman and I have to be a lawyer and I have to be my own law clerk. And how am I going to manage all this? And after a little while of really struggling through that, I did take on a business coach and it forced me to ironically take time, which I thought I didn't have to look inward and really look at what do I love to do? What is it that lights me up? And what is it that puts me um, in a position where I can, like, what do I want to do? You know, and where do I want to spend my time? And through that business coaching, um, I was able to sort of, I guess, expand, um, Oh, let me start that part again. <laughs> Where was I? Uh, did I go way off track? No, it's fine. So I'll just start at the, and through that business coaching, I was able to uh, dive deep into myself and what was really important to me. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. So through that business coaching, I was really able to take a deep dive into where I wanted to be and start sort of reorganizing different areas of my life so that I created the time um, and space to be able to, to grow and flourish. And so I found a, an amazing nanny who's, who's able to be there, um, for my children when they were a little bit younger, um, for, she stayed with us for four years and she was able to help me with the work with the, the home life balance. And then, you know, Ming being the, uh, the real estate lawyer who came into the office to help with the transactional side of the business and then the business coach and, you know, all the different people in my life who have been instrumental in allowing me to grow into this space. Um, I think those challenges that I had, I often struggled thinking I'm the only one going through this or, you know, and, and we're not. We're not the only ones going through it. And we're not the only one. The solutions are often there, but we need to take the time to sort through what we really want. And once we know what we want, it's really only then that we can put the pieces together um, and create the picture of the life that we all strive to live. And, uh, and, and it's, it, you know, some days it's like, oh, we can be on the boat all day. <laughs> Other days it's, we're in the office all day. And both are great. Then you can appreciate both. And um, you're not as exhausted as I was at the outset doing this. 
Yeah, and really understanding what we need in order to get what we want is critical, I find. And you're right. You're 100% right. You have to kind of look at yourself. And it's really hard for a lot of people. They just stay busy, busy, busy. And they're like, I don't know why I'm not moving forward uh, because I'm busy. But you're maybe not really applying your time to where it needs to be. But what I'm, what I'm hearing is with your growth and your success and the you know, the, um, the evolution of your business really came about from uh, bringing on either through a partnership or hiring people in order to create more time to allow you to focus on figuring out what you did need and want and also how to get there. And so, you know, what I'm hearing is, you know, you had a coach guide you because it's really hard to figure out what you want when you're doing it by yourself and you're in this big, massive fog of, you know, busyness and craziness and what to do today and what needs to get done and deadlines and everything else. Um, and then just trying to like Absolutely. put out the biggest fire when you have a coach, they can kind of clear all of that and tell you, just focus on this for this amount of time today or tomorrow or whenever. And then th these are the answers that we need to figure out from you so that we can move on to the next step. So getting the right people to help you be focused, getting the right people to free up some of your time. You did that through your real estate lead, um, Ming, and she takes care of all of your real estate stuff. And by the way, I mean, I've had the privilege of seeing your office and you've set up an amazing office there where you have a common space. You have all of the people that are doing your clerks that are doing, you know, the transactional stuff. You have Ming that's running all of that for you and dealing with all of them. You're able to just manage the business itself and your investor relations, your client relations, which, you know, you've really dialed in um, and, and assigned people very focused tasks and roles and responsibilities. And I think that's really key in order to have some sort of sanity. Because when you're a one-man show, and I was, and you were for a long time, you've just got so many different hats to wear that eventually you're going to burn out. You need to bring Absolutely. on people. And so, um, you know, the question is, how do I create more time? Because everybody says I don't have enough time. Well, you leverage other people, bring on partners. And, and then all of a sudden, two things happen. Some of the weight gets lifted off your shoulders. And then the other thing is you're not alone anymore. And that is so powerful so so powerful um yeah so that's that's amazing you know i just want to go back to something that you'd said a little while ago about this tiny little office that you buy i mean you signed this office with your sister and it was time and is i just want to share with you what i thought at that point because it made me think of you know it's so funny because our first investment is never the you know that maybe the strategy or the property that we thought we would have bought and then we're like oh my god like I made such a big mistake buying that one but no it got you in the game you know and we got to yeah. start somewhere and so um so many times I have a laugh with investors and saying well you know this was my first property it was a terrible investment but you know but that's what got us started and so I think just getting it done and then moving forward and really I think you know thank you so much for sharing your story because I think ultimately just being able to to highlight a couple of things, which is one, get some help, bring on the people in two ways, help in the sense where they can help educate you, where you need the help and the support, because when you don't feel alone, you had that lawyer 
to help you support through any issues you might have. And it's almost like a safety net to say, look, I can call this guy if I'm underwriting a mortgage and I get stuck on something, I can call him. So it gives you that confidence to be able to go through with that. Um, and then also just, you know, finding more time, like with the nanny and with your real estate partner, um, not partner, but your real estate lead and, um, you know, just, and having that coach to give you some clarity. So I think not just clarity too, validation that what you're going through is completely normal. And I think that's the thing when you're alone in business, you think you're the only one that has to deal with all of these issues because you see Zara successful and I don't see like on the outside, we don't see all of those struggles and sacrifices you've been through. So, so I think sharing your story is super, super, super powerful to everybody. And now what you're doing, I'm super excited. You're doing, okay. So I just want with the audience, I just want to share like brokering a deal. This is what it means. It's very simple. It's just where the person in the middle finds a lender, finds a borrower and puts them together. So that's what it means to be a broker. And by law, because Zara is a lawyer, she uh, has the ability to do that. And so that's what you're focusing on now. And you're loving doing that. I'm actually kind of jealous because it's a great position to be in. You can see people grow their wealth and grow their businesses at the same time and have a little role to play in that. And that's, uh, that's really fantastic. But, uh, but now what you're doing is you're, you know, finding borrowers and lenders and, you know, sharing the network. Yeah. Like I love, I love that, you know, and it's, it, you feel like when you get into that space where you're, where you're kind of like your net, you know, your network can help grow your net worth. Um, It's a beautiful space to be in. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if I was a borrower or if I was a lender and I wanted, and let's say I've done this and and I've got a little bit of experience. Most lawyers are, most real estate lawyers are transactional real estate lawyers. I happen to know you're not that because we've done some creative stuff together Um, and you do it at a very high level as far as doing things that other lawyers are like, oh yeah, we don't do that. Or, oh, it's, you know, not something that's common in Canada. We don't really do it here. Like blanket mortgages and that sort of thing. Like you're very well versed in all of that. So if I was an experienced investor and and needed to tap into, um, you know, some funds with experienced lenders that understand what I'm doing, because I think that's important too. Um, that the lawyer and the lender also understand what my goals and what I'm doing so that they can, um, you know, feel comfortable with the transaction. How do I reach out to Zara to say, hey, look, I think I could be a great client for you? Oh, well, you can, my office. Um, so I've got a website. Um, it's maranilaw.com. Um, you can call us. Um, we'd be happy to, you know, to ha- set up a, ch- a time to chat with you. Um, I believe, Danielle, you're going to have the number available here, but um, it's mm-hmm. 647-351-7795 is Marani Law's um, phone number. Um, you can also email us. So info at MaraniLaw.com. Um, it's info at M-A-R-A-N-I-L-A-W.com. Yeah, so we're absolutely going to have like uh, all of our guests, we create an about um, Zara Marani page. So all of the information to be able to connect with Zara will be on the page. So if you're listening to this, um, if you're just listening to the audio and you're driving or whatever, um, just go to our podcast website. Um, and it'll also be in our show notes. So if you go into the show notes, um, depending on the platform that you're listening this to this to, 
Um, yeah, so connect with Zara. I mean, you can always have an initial call with her, see whether or not you'd be a good fit, let her know what your needs are, and then you guys can go from there. But Zara, you know what? I really think your story is very inspiring for people, especially for like the first, you know, seven to 10 years in business. It really is a grind and there really is some sacrifice and you really got to tap into some persistence in order to keep going, knowing that, you know, there's going to be better days ahead and uh, you are, you know, an epiphany of that. I mean, you really encase all of that. Now you're spending your time on the yacht in the summertime. And, you know, that's, I mean, that's just fantastic. So I want to thank you for coming onto the show, sharing your story um, and, and your struggles. And I just want to wish you and your business all the best of luck in the future. Thank you, Danielle. And I will just put one little thing because we've talked about about quite a bit on this. Um, something that really hit me hard and I feel like hopefully it will hit some of your audience too is that, um, is this. So a captain without a port will sail, sail past a thousand ports. So when you pick where you want to go, you know, like you've got to know where you want to go or you're going to sail right past. Um, maybe I didn't say that so eloquently. I should look up. But a captain without a port. I love it. Past. I absolutely love it. Absolutely. And you know what? Here's the thing too, and I want to say about that. I love analogies. So thank you so much for sharing that. Like 100%, you need to have destination. You can enjoy the journey going there, but you need to have some sort of destination. Like, where am I headed to right now? And you know, maybe you are a captain on a ship and you see a port coming up ahead and you're not too sure about that port. Don't sail past it. Stop there, explore. And if it's not the right port for you, jump on back on that boat and then keep exploring because ultimately, eventually, you're going to find your port, which is, you know, client relations and investor relations and doing deals on a yacht. That's the port that you settled on, right? I mean, you went to the litigation and port. And you can only you. go you on went... to the next Right, right. So, you know, you, you just kind of explore... There is nothing set in stone. And I think that's also a big fear for people. Um, You know, ask yourself, is this FOMO happening right now? Because if it is, crush that and move on to the next. Uh, A lot of people won't let go to something that they're in because they're fearful of maybe missing out or, you know, going on to something else. Um, Just crush that and move on to the next. If you know that that's not the port for you, there is going to be another port. So let it go and move on. I, I love that. Thank you for sharing that analogy. Zara, again, pleasure having you on. You're a great, wonderful guest. And uh, I look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. And congratulations on improving your education real estate. Please leave a review only if you felt we provided value, as it would really help us if you would leave a five-star review so that we can help reach a broader audience. And don't forget to comment what you enjoyed and tell us what you are looking to learn more about. As always, thanks for your support, and we'll see you on the next episode.